0: This is The Playbook. Welcome to Money Talks with David Meltzer, and I'm excited to bring on an incredible guest here, Greg Roberts. He is the CEO of Stacks, Bowers Galleries and Mark. Welcome to Money Talks, Greg.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I
0: find this space so amazing, um, not just because when I was a kid, I was a collector of everything from bottle caps to trading cards and as everyone else I wish I would have known the value of what I was collecting at the time especially the cards that I had but more importantly I have found that even the highest level executives in the space like you that deal in millions of dollars of collectibles with auctions and galleries and really understanding it as an asset class it
1: seems as if everybody starts at a young age is that true for you too? Absolutely, I'm like everybody else. I started when I was 12 or 13. I had an uncle, and he was in the coin business, and and he uh, gave me a an album just like this one over here, this Walking Liberty half book, and I, I started filling it in and going to the coin shop, and uh, and that's that's how I got into it. I, I had a little divergence from the collecting side just because in um, when I was. In the mid 70s, uh, when I was 14, 15 years old, the, the price of silver had gone up and uh, you were able to find silver coins at the banks and I was able to to find common silver coins and, and translate that into cash, which then I used to buy the more collectible coins. So it was I got a little bit of both the economic side and the collector side.
0: What I found about collectors is they understand the basics of economics and the basics of marketplaces. And those two are very valuable characteristics or attributes into making money. What are some of the basics of the business that you have learned since you were 12 or
1: 13, right. but still are applicable today with Stax Bowers Galleries and Amark? Well, I think collectibles start with the supply and demand equation and i think then you you add in the emotion and the nostalgia of, of when you were younger and i think you know that really plays into the, as an asset class because you know a lot of people i know over the years always wanted a certain coin or a certain card or a certain uh, you know a car or a painting and they started collecting and they they collected what they could afford and and what you see you know what i've seen you know every decade in, in my career is that as people who collected early they may have collected you know baseball cards that are worth a quarter or 50 cents or a dollar or coins that are worth 5 bucks or 10 bucks but but a certain group of those collectors become successful financially and the you know the price of their toys or the price of their collectibles go up and and i see a lot of guys today that you know d- dreamed about you know, that 1804 silver dollar or the, you know, or the Mickey Mantle card, and, and they, they, they still collected in the space, but they couldn't afford the, the higher end stuff. And today they are. And I think that when you add emotion into collecting, uh, a lot of times, as long as it fits your, your, your wallet, you know, you want that. You want to have it, you want to own it, and, and do you really care if you pay a million or a million fifty thousand? You're going to get it. And then the competition of going against a peer or somebody your same age that's in the same position that wants the same item, uh, it just kind of heightens the competition. So. You know, that's what I've found.
0: You know, one of the most interesting things, because I've been around the game a long time as well and have watched and participated in that emotional aspect, especially in the sports collectible spot, um, being in the career that I'm in. But one of the things that has changed a lot is everybody's always known a rare coin or a rare car or a rare card uh, Mm -hmm. is gonna have great value. Uh, When we know that there's a limited amount of something, it's obvious that it'll be worth more. But I think it was difficult for me to anticipate, and I was wondering, uh, someone like you that has been around, uh, like myself, experienced in, in the space of buying and selling, that I never imagined the side scope and scale of the audience. And you know, as much as something's rare, I never considered. Well, what if there was like 7.6 billion people that were aware of what I had? So maybe there doesn't just have to be one. Now there can be a hundred. But if billions of people are aware of 100, it's almost the same, if not better, than if there was just one, but only a million people knew about the fact that there was only one. How has the global reach of communications, of building a community of awareness, changed the face of your business?
1: Well, I think you're correct, and and you make a good point. Generally, supply creates demand. And and so when you have one of something, it, it doesn't, it's it's not you don't get as many people chasing it if it, if there's only one. So a lot of times, if there's more of something, you know, it does create more, you know, a, quite a bit more demand. Um, and, and that I think, you know, that kind of leads into, you know, how, how does something become, you know, not only accessible, but also, you know, rare enough that they only trade, you know, every ten years or every five years and, and and people can 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 get into that. I think from Stacks' perspective, I think the internet and just our our, our website and our ability to reach people all around the world has really just changed how business is done. And, you know, when I was growing up in the coin side and coming up in the business, you know, there was f- six or seven major coin shows a year and you had to go to the shows and, and everything moved at a snail's pace, but those shows are, are where transactions actually happen. Today at Stax, we're, we're transacting 24 uh, seven. Know, if it's not an auction, it can be a direct sale. Uh, you know, it can be us um, putting a buyer and a seller together in a prearranged transaction. But I think that, that you know, we, uh, we now offer auctions, you know, 24-7. So you just get a lot more people, a lot more eyeballs. And I think, you know, educating and a lot of what we do to, 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 to write catalogs and to, to, to put content out there, uh, it, it's just it's developing, and particularly in the last few years since the COVID, it's been it's been crazy. I mean, during that time, a lot of people were able to just be online and able to, you know, con- continue to buy things and collect. And it's not just coins or bullion or paper money or cards. It's it's you know, it's across a across a lot of different you know items and products. And, and I think we've just, you know, we've been very fortunate, and then we've been able to execute on that. And for someone like you that has been
0: in the business for so long, understanding the media side of amplifying the awareness to how much fun it is and how much money you can actually make, um, how much do you put into educating the marketplace uh, in that respect? Because I think. As I have found in collectibles, when we get people educated or aware of something that's been around, that's you know time tested, like collecting gold coins or mm-hmm. collecting gold in general, there seems to be a fresh new energy, and we see that in you know crowdfunding, we see it in stock market, mm-hmm. but I especially see it in collectibles of educating a whole new generation uh, of this excitement and investment opportunity.
1: Again, back to the internet, I think it's set up sets up perfectly for our product in that you know the, the the characteristics of how you market to people and how Google recognizes you and how how the digital marketing works today is is you have to have a lot of content and the content plays plays a part in in how the advertising works and i think that one of the things Stacks does particularly well is is we have archival information going back 40 50 60 years and we're able to to now bring that to a new collector base or a new investor base, and we're able to educate. And we have you know catalogs going back to the 40s or the 50s. We have articles written by people that have worked for Stacks over the years. And I think you know, that's a, bit, a key part of our marketing efforts uh, that we, we use that archival material to, to educate and to introduce certain coins and the history of certain coins to to a new group of buyers, and you can really learn a lot, um, you know, on our website, or, or or we have you know books that we've published that are sitting behind us here um, that that you can buy. And so I, I, I do think that the internet and, and today's ac- accessibility to content is 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 really driving. The, the the extreme interest and i don't think it's a lot different than what you described is just this this ability for people also to to communicate on, on blogs or 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 back and forth on on chat message boards I, I think that too is is really changing changing the dynamics and you know the economy is
0: secular. once again you are blessed to have seen a few cycles from upturns to downturns and collectibles seem to be Uh, Consistent in general with the economy where we can know when to buy low and sell high. Um, Is that part of owning a marketplace where you can take advantage of the economy itself, Uh, meaning that when the market's going up, we can make sure and create more interest, and when the market's going down, we can also create interest because there's more bargains?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everybody likes to buy the dips. I think you see that a little bit more on the bullion side, which, which is, as you said, I'm also involved with. I think you, you like stocks, and and what what's been a characteristic of the equities market over the last few years is is you know buying the dips has worked. You know, a lot of people <laughs> like to buy the dips, and then, then you know the market continues up. And I think in on the bullion side, that is um, that is 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 also very very rele- you know, relevant. Um, I, I think on the, on the collectible side, I think it's a little bit less economic driven. Um, and I do believe that art or cards or coins, they, they do have a little bit different characteristics into what affects pricing and what, you know, what what's a downtrend and what's an uptrend. Um, again, like I said, coins with the precious metal side of things, you're gonna get a little bit more of the macroeconomic. Impact on that because is it an inflation hedge? Is is it is it a store of value? Is it is it going to act somewhat as as a as a, a, a non-dollar based currency or a non-fiat currency? So I think you know each one of the the different classes has a, a little bit different characteristics, but I do think that it, historically, what I've seen and what I've lived through, you know, inflation is generally good for our products. Um, they they generally are are. You know, taking advantage of a lot of money out there with a lot of price increase in other things, and and I and I do believe you see that um, historically. You know, coins and, and collectibles have suffered a little bit in in, in recessionary times, um, and but I think that. You know, we've had a pretty good run on the collectible side. I think this has a lot to do with what we were talking about before. So many more buyers today. There's so much more competition for a very limited supply of product. And, you know, you know, 25 years ago, there were, um, you know, just a few of certain types of coins and and there's just more people chasing them today and they're not making more of them. So I, I do think that, that, that we, we are seeing something that transcends a little bit, the macroeconomics, and, and is, is really demand-driven right now. So I, you know, I think you know, it's hard to say exactly what financial situation is gonna create what, but I, I will say that, that right now, it, you know, we just have many, many more people chasing the same amount of product. And you know, to exacerbate that as well, there's
0: more high-net wealth individuals on earth today, meaning, you know, more millionaires, more billionaires and soon to be more trillionaires. And when we have rarity, uh, as you mentioned, price doesn't matter. Sometimes it's a matter of ego. Um, but I think as a marketing tool, uh, regardless of what it is, when you see something sell for 10 million or $50 million, even the investor that never will be able to buy a baseball for $5 million, all of a sudden it raises uh, almost a lottery ticket mentality of buying baseballs, which increases the market as well. Have you seen the shift into a higher net wealth uh, individual help with the marketing of collectibles? Because you do get these outrageous sales that you know don't happen as often, but they're
1: happening more often than they used to. Well, I mean, in, in recent history, there's just been a lot more of these big transactions happening. It, it doesn't if it's a baseball card, if it's a an, a, a rare collectible. Uh, automobile, if it's a painting, if it's a coin, or even NFT, you know, an NFT, you're you're seeing you're seeing numbers that have have never never been around before, and I and I do believe that this wealth, this overall wealth, you know, is 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 just is driving it. I mean, you see the you know the action in equities, you see the action in real estate, you you know it it is these these asset classes are all performing you know, extremely well and, and you know, what, what continues to surprise me is, is in the numbers I see both on the bullion side and the collectible side is the amount of new investors and new buyers that are still coming into the marketplace today. And I think it's, it's just unprecedented and, I, and I, I gauge this, particularly on our precious metals business at Amark and, and our, our company, our retail facing company, JM Bullion, um, the amount of new customers every week continues to really you know you know we're talking about thousands of new customers a week and you're talking about very large initial purchases very high high dollar amount which which just hasn't been seen before and I think it reflects what you're talking about is that the overall pool of liquid assets is is probably many times bigger than we even realize right now um, and I think the liquidity in, in all of these markets, uh, is something that, you know, just wasn't here 5, 10, 15 years ago. Well, that's definitely one thing I've learned
0: with Stax Bo- Bowers is understanding the data, getting educated with a credible source that has been around mm-hmm. long enough that I know that they're looking in my best interest with the galleries, with AMARC, giving me the best information in the easiest way to accommodate the information that I'm given, and I wanna thank you for leading the way for so many years. It's an honor to be here with a Hall of Famer of Collecting, (laughs) by the way. You can only find the Hall of Famers of Collecting here on Money Talks.